the Purple Death Podcast. This is the early 90s. You want to go out somewhere? Hmm, I'm game. I mean, where could we go? Well, it's the early 90s. <laughs> so we got two options, Jay. Probably like a movie or the mall. The mall. The mall. Let's do Let's <laughs> go to the mall. Yeah, let's, let's go. go to the mall, god damn it. <laughs> it was like the only thing to do. Well, in those years before you drove or before like your friends drove, it was like the place. And if you were lucky like I was, I had like two sandwiched in between where I lived and I was able to walk to both of them. And you had some good ones over there in Jersey. Your Jersey yeah. malls were kind of like the big treat for us in Staten Island. Well, yeah, because every license plate you saw in the parking lot was New York. <laughs> well, I mean, for one thing, you guys had that no clothing tax thing. Yeah. So that was a, that was a plus. But mm. the malls were just really good over there. Yeah, they were. And it's funny because we would sit there and think everything in New York was like super exotic. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to be clear, when you said New York, you certainly weren't thinking of old Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. So... um Big memories of the mall when you were a kid. Hit me up here, Jay. Oh, my God. So many. Jeez. Like, so the mall was one of those places where when you were real young, you would go, obviously, with your family or whatever. And I think those were my real vivid memories I had were, like, the, the minor things about the mall. Like, you'll walk by a little alcove where they have, like, benches or wishing wells or fountains. Oh, the uh, the wishing wells and that smell of chlorine. Yeah. Remember like being a kid and just being convinced that if you can get into the mall overnight, you'd be a millionaire oh of all God. those pennies. And it's probably was, like uh, 150 bucks max, but still. That was the thing too. Like being in the mall overnight was always like one of my dreams. And then of course, there's like tons of movies out where you could watch Dawn of the Dead or Chopping Mall. There's so many where like they're in a mall at night and it's, it's closed. It's greatest. And that, was, that was like the coolest feeling. The whole subgenre of overnight mall movies. <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. Do you have any uh, mall memories, Matt? So you mentioned like taking the family outing there, and I definitely have a few like that, but my bigger memories are in, let's say like third or fourth grade, and that was when me and my neighborhood friends, we were finally old enough to get just dropped off yeah. and just do them all without a chaperone. Mm -hmm. So it would just be like five hours straight of buying shit and eating shit and playing hide and go seek in Macy's, the greatest. It was definitely like overstimulation, but it was also cool because... Think about it. If we were able to go to like a theme park or something, not on an average day could you do something like that. So going no. to a mall was pretty much close to it. 
especially for us. I mean, like, yeah, you go on a Thursday afternoon, maybe, and you just feel like the hottest shit in the world. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, in the teen years, it was like Mall Rat City. That's what it, mm-hmm. everybody was like, where are you going? The mall, Friday night. You know, that's what everybody did. There were times where I just literally took the bus to the mall without a plan because I knew I would eventually find somebody I knew there, and I always did. Yeah, that was definitely it was, it was the, the hub. It was, it really was. We're gonna get into malls. That's what's oh, happening. Oh, uh, that the, the, the topic podcast. of tonight's show yeah, is malls. malls. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't just an extended aside to open the show. Imagine we led you to the whole mall conversation, and we're like, "No, tonight we're <laughs> tonight talking we'll about talking- baseball." <laughs> Baseball, yeah. the Child's Play franchise. <laughs> so tonight, yes, you and I, not only are we going to explore any mall, we're going to explore a magic mall where we can go into any store from any point in time. Yeah, I mean, this is a fun opportunity for us to kind of relive some of these memories. Yes, this is our special magical 1980-something, 1990-something miracle mall, and we are going to drag each other into six different stores that left a big mark on us. Oh, man. I can't wait to hop in. Let's do it. I think I am up first this time. It is your turn. All right. Follow me, Jake. All right. Walden Books presents Christmas Savings and Gifts That Are Fun for Everyone. Now and only till Christmas, save 25% on James Michener's Texas. Secrets by Daniel Steele. I Never Played the Game by Good Sport Howard Cosell. The Hopper Bible Dictionary. And Benna Holmes and Garden's new cookbook. Yes, when America looks for the right Christmas gift, America finds it at Walden Books. Okay, if you don't mind, I think I'd like to dip into this Walden books here for 40 minutes or so. <laughs> oh, I definitely don't mind. Let's get Come in Come on yep. in. Let's, let's go buy some books, Jay. All right, let's do it. Walden books, and I guess you could probably include B. Dalton in there too. This was a chain of bookstores that lived almost exclusively inside shopping malls. And these weren't like the giant Barnes & Noble anchor stores. Mm-hmm. These were just like only as big as the smallest store in the mall. You mentioned B. Dalton, and that was a big thing because there was competition there. So you had the option to go to two different bookstores that sold the same thing, but they were different. It was so weird. It was like uh, Darkwing and and Negaduck, like the exact same stock, but somehow it all felt different. Yeah. B. Dalton had that almost flea markety feel. And Walden Books was like you went to a hospital fucking deli. (laughs) It did. Walton Books, though, it did seem a little bit like it had like a newer kind of vibe, whereas B. Dalton seemed like it was still a holdout from like the late 70s. B. Dalton was very like, it it just, it wasn't dusty, but it it evoked feelings of dust. (laughs) Walton Books was uh, kind of icy in comparison. (laughs) Yes. I used to just spend time in these stores, too. Oh, yeah. This was always a a stop for me. And some of our younger listeners may be wondering what the attraction was to small, crowded bookstores where the aisles were like two feet wide. In B. Dalton and Walden Books' heyday, there was no internet. There's no Amazon. It's not like now when you're in Barnes & Noble and you got some Marvel trade in your hands and you know that if you put it back, you'd get it for half price the next day. (laughs) Or just like, let me check the price online. Yeah. Right, exactly. So it's like you never went home empty-handed because there was just nothing to compare it to. And for me back then, it was like, 
the Farside books or like a shark encyclopedia. And I'm sure you'll appreciate this. The weirder independent wrestling magazines. Oh, one real gory ones. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Remember that one that mm-hmm. had, um, Kamala impaling. He had like Hogan's head on a pike. You love that magazine. That, I <laughs> that do. Issue. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hot shit right there. I would look at Batman graphic novels, and I used to get the Garfield books, those like rectangular ones. Oh God, yes, I would get you those. Know, the, the book fair and the Troll Book Club—they only came around like once a year each. But you went to Walden Books, you could get Garfield anytime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These were like more like lo-fi than your Barnes and Nobles. Like Barnes and Nobles, you got coffee shops, you got multiple levels. It's like this yes. fantasy world for book fans. But back then, it was just it was. It wasn't even on the level of a library. No, no. But, you know, you're mentioning the the size and the affluence of a Barnes & Noble. I think that actually works against it because it's so casual that by the time, like, you're done browsing, you're like, eh, I don't need anything. (laughs) These stores, like these little mall stores that we're talking about, Walden Books, B. Dalton, much more utilitarian. Yeah. Like, they're small. They're crowded. You got to make a quick decision. You got no time to talk yourself out of buying anything. You're in and you're out. Well, except for the magazine section, though. You mentioned the wrestling magazines. One thing that I remember is that the kids, and I mean kids, like probably the teenagers would grab like a magazine or whatever, and then they would kind of set up shop and sit on the floor (laughs) in front of the magazine racks, right? They used to put signs up on this printer paper that would say, do not read the magazines. And I remember ignoring it all the time because I knew it was kind of directed to these kind of um, slacker kids. So I would pretend that I was an adult because I could pass for one at that time. Yeah, six foot seven. I was, yeah, I was very, (laughs) I was very brazen always. So I figured, well, I saw that sign. So I'm going to do everything to not only ignore it, but go a step above and step beyond that. And so, say, so I'm you gonna, would like take the magazine and like lean against the post that had the sign on it. I would take the magazine and and really read it like an intellectual, and then I would go and I would grab the top shelf magazines, which you know what they were. They were showing some skin on the top shelf. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah, and I was tall and I had long arms, so I could reach it. Oh man, <laughs> I would never have been so bold, but yeah. <laughs> If you're looking for adventure this summer, escape with Marvel Comics, fight crime with Spider-Man, meet the Fantastic Four, and watch Captain America in action. May the Force be with you as you battle the evil empire in Star Wars. Discover the secrets of the South American jungle in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And with Marvel Comics, you're never alone because they can go with you in the car or to the park, even on a rainy day. Marvel Comics are your ticket to fun and adventure this summer. All right, Matt, I'm going to lead you into one of the best stores, and that is called Heroes World, and that's a comic collectible shop. Now, this is a tough one because not everyone across the country knows what Heroes World is, but they could use their imagination in thinking of their own comic shop in a mall or collectible shop. Yeah, I mean, they could substitute their own comic shop, but just for the record, it probably wasn't as cool as Heroes World. Heroes World had an allure about it. It was the coolest place in the mall, in my opinion, because at the time, you're in this Batmania phase, sort of, and anything, whether it's comics, collectibles, that was the thing. It was the place to be. So you would go there, say, Friday night. I mean, that place was packed, 
right? Oh, you, God. I mean, it, it was packed and it had like that weird layout. So it felt triply packed. It totally had a weird layout and it was pretty cramped, but they did a lot with the space. You would walk in, you had like back issues on the wall in the plastic, some of the more expensive issues. You had right. some long boxes here and there. Didn't they create like a second floor? Yeah. So then you'd walk back and then they had a stairwell going up to the top level, which when you're walking in the mall, you're looking in the store and there, had a second There should level. be no top level. Yes. Like, <laughs> it, it, this is like, a, you know, like a, a standard barber shop in a mall. Like this yeah. is nothing special. How they created two floors out of a store that is only as tall as you yeah. is, is insane. You always had to go to Heroes World. This was the same Heroes World that used to advertise in comic books. Even somebody clear across the country probably has heard of this place. Exactly. That was a good point. And most of the time, like the prices there weren't anything special, but there were times where they had these bins. And I wound up finding the last couple of waves of Hasbro WWE figures there, which were very scarce if you would go to like a Toys R Us. So I got all of them. You could buy like six for 10 bucks. Oh my God. Yeah, you don't expect to get a deal like that there, but they're like, ah, these WWF figures aren't selling. But of course, I'm buying them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised you remember it because you probably have every card back and the receipt in your little scrapbook there. <laughs> I, I wish I did. For, yeah. I sold all my Hasbro's. I want to kick myself for it. But all right, on to the next store. Where are you taking me next, Matt? Okay, well, it's going to be hard to top Heroes World, but I'll do my best, Jay. All right. Where are you going to find all the hottest toys? On the planet Mars? No! On a mountaintop? Uh-uh! Hot we got at KB Toy Stores. It's the place to shop. You'll see all the latest toys to choose from. Hot we got at KB. Can't find that popular new toy? If it's hot, then KB's got it. And you'll find a big selection of the hottest toy hits every day at all of our convenient locations. All the latest toys to choose from. Hot, we got a KB. We are going to KB Toys right now. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. L let's do it. Did I heard your ears with that, yeah? No. Nice. A little, little bit, right? A little obnoxious. <laughs> So this is going to be hard because the truth is that we could easily do a whole show about KB. Yeah, definitely. They had stores outside of malls, of course, but they were mainly famous for the ones within them. Right. And those places, I mean, back me up. These places were just circuses, Jay. Absolutely. It was, it was insane. Pandemonium. <laughs> just wall-to-wall -wall toys just thrown anywhere and everywhere, packed to the rafters with toys and people. Chaotic, and I do feel like, just to give them maybe some credit, I feel like it became increasingly worse over time, like where I feel like <laughs> they might have had a time when everything was really top-notch and pristine. They, it, it's true. It's <laughs> like if you, if you saw like a time-lapse fucking video of all the KV through the years, <laughs> oh my God, it goes from being this picture-perfect thing with all the aisles nice and neat to just an explosion. Yeah. I think when you really think about it, KB was kind of the tale of two toy stores. Their main focus was obviously on whatever was hot at the time. So like you go in the store, maybe they'd have the very popular action figures in the crates or whatever, right at the front. But where KB really shined to me was how they turned clearance sales into like an art form. I think you say clearance toys, everybody thinks of KB. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, this place didn't eliminate old stock in any way that a normal store might. Like They just kept marking it down until you'd be an idiot not to go home with it. It gave you a reason to say, well, I just want to check back here on this end cap, but at the end of the aisle rather than in, in the front. Right. Lots of times you, you'll go in a store and you'll walk around and like, you don't see crap. But this store, if you went to the back and you checked the end caps, you checked under the end caps. Yes. You yes. bent down. You, you were you found stuff. Yeah, you found stuff everywhere. And then, then you like you would walk back to the front and you would see a whole wall of stuff you didn't realize when you walked in. No inch wasted in KB Toys <laughs> and no toy or collectible too old to sell. No price too low to sell it at. <laughs> It was insane. Like, you go through the board game aisle and, like, you'd look behind the three Pictionaries and there'd be a fucking, like, Stretch Armstrong back there for 250 <laughs> But I, I don't know if you remember this, but when, like, when you walk into the store, almost, like, slightly diagonal from the cash register, that's where I found the uh, Masters of the Universe, like, the new version of Masters of the Universe when it was all space age. Oh, the 1989 the one. Yeah. Yes, I, I think Skeletor might have come up on a prior show. Yeah, all of those figures were there. But then they stayed there for like two <laughs> years. <laughs> and they kept marking them down until and they, I don't know if they ever sold. Eventually, they would pay you to take them, but they would never give up. <laughs> and like those clearance that you're mentioning, like, did you know that those red ink clearance tags are actually pre-printed? I didn't know that, no. It was a strategy, but God Almighty, did it work. Like, who could forget the four for $10 Toy Biz X-Men figures? Oh, my God. Yeah, they would have these bins where you normally would see, like, those bouncy balls yep. that you would see in a grocery store. And those bins were filled with random action figures. So, of course, if you were really determined, you would be bending down looking at the bottom of the bin to see if anything good is there. Oh, I mean, there rarely was, but at those prices, who could resist... Yeah, <laughs> to see if you found Weapon X. Yep, yep. Oh, God, I remember that figure. I'm like, oh my God, that's a nude figure in my toy store. Do you know me? I'm an important Warner Brothers star, but I'm not always recognized. Watch it, Buster. That's why I wear this, my Warner Brothers t-shirt. With it, people see me for the star I am. Good morning, Mr. Dutt. I have your autograph, Mr. Dutt. I think you're going to like this next store, Matt. This one is the Warner Brothers Studio Store, which I know is, like, pretty popular amongst our crew. And I feel like it's more popular now than it's ever been. That's so I weird, do. right? Yeah, it is weird. But to me, the lineage of this store, at least in my own uh, justification, like my, my rationale here, and I think you might agree with it, is that like it ties all the way back to that 89 Batman pamphlet that we got at the uh, oh, Batman God. movie. Oh, God, with Heather Logan Langenkamp. Langenkamp, yeah. yeah. And they kind of accomplished that feeling that you were actually in like a warehouse of a Warner Brothers studio looking at all the stuff that was in the movies and shows. Well, they did a really great job of not just putting the cool items out, but just giving the whole place that aesthetic and like things to see and look at and even do. Exactly. It was like decorated in a very authentic way. And some examples, like you'd walk in and there would be statues of the DC superheroes in the window. 
They were like seven feet tall. Holy yeah. shit, they were huge. Yeah, and then you'd walk in, you'd see like a Tasmanian devil crashing through one of the walls, you know, randomly. <laughs> How did they do that? <laughs> and then um, you'd see a two-scale Michigan J frog. <laughs> Jay's like, how much for the big frog? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the reasons why I always loved the store is because they sold things that were exclusive to the store. So you would see not only action figures, like 12-inch action figures, T-shirts, different kinds of things that you could only buy there. Totally. I mean, I think most of its stock was mm-hmm. exclusive, right? Right. Most of it was until maybe later on. But there were so many other things that you could see and do there. I would spend like 45 minutes in the store every single time I went in. In the back to the right, there was an area where they had animation cells in these crates, yep. right? So, yep. so I remember like just super vividly, I would head back to the crates, start going through the animation cells. And you got to remember like this whole corner, like the quadrant back there yeah. was like the fine art section. <laughs> <laughs> and they always had an attendant, like a sales attendant back there. Yeah. He would have his, his his hands behind his back. Like, yeah. need any assistance, uh Like, if they want to buy a, a piece of art off the wall that was $700, they need someone to, to cater to that. I wasn't that guy, but I was always pretending I was. Right. Well, you don't understand the attendee part, because if you're spending $700 in the Warner Brothers store, you at least deserve some level of concierge. Exactly. So they were always hovering over me, asking if I needed help when I was thumbed through the cells. And like I was probably like 14, and they were thinking I was going to buy a $300 piece of artwork. Back up, brother. Yeah, I'm just browsing, man. <laughs> cool it. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, right when uh, Gremlins 2 came out, I think is when these stores kind of got popular. Right, right. So I remember you were mentioning the life-size Batman. Those Gremlins were all over the they place, They were man. all over. You're right. Yeah. They were in such volume that even to this day, they're still, pr- I mean, for a store display, they're pretty easy to find. They felt real like they were from a movie no it was like you grabbed a gremlin out of gremlins 2 and shellacked it on the spot exactly so i always had the kind of obsession with the store where i wanted to get the essence of the wb studio store in my condo right right so i bought over the years three statues from the store that i wanted back then that i was never able to get (laughs) because of the price so i got a batman statue a gossamer statue and a marvin the martian statue and they're all like they're like three feet tall (laughs) (laughs) i i don't dare ask what you paid for them but shockingly shockingly got great deals on all of them and now they go for even more But the last thing I'm going to mention is that if people are listening and they want to get the feel of it, years back, I would go to Six Flags Great Adventure, Mm -hmm. and I found that they would have this kind of main store that feels exactly like what the Warner Brothers stores used to be. Not as extravagant, but how is no one making a big deal about this? It's like stepping into a Warner Brothers store. They are like the living artifacts of it. Yeah, you could probably buy some of the same stuff. You probably could. Yeah, the that, same the, Batman socks. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's like legitimately the only place where you can go to find things that are exclusive like to Warner Brothers. Fortunately, it won't have the old, uh, what was it? There was like some rocket ride that used to be in these stores. Oh, yeah. Marvin My, the Martian or something. Yeah, I remember that. Jeez, I did actually until you said it. It totally yeah, it was crazy. It's like, I mean, yeah. that's what that was one thing they did better than the Disney store for sure. Like, they threw you some attractions. They in that really place. did. You're right. Mm. That was fun. All right. Where are we going next, Matt? 
Oh, Jay, I gotta tell you, I'm getting a little hungry. Oh, you want to go to the food court? Yeah, let's do it. Just about any time is the right time for good eating at the Tri-County Mall. Starting at 6 in the morning with breakfast at Vicky's Cozy Corner. Then there's some great choices in our newly completed food court. Pecos. Little Red Barn. Dog and Burger. Lock Stocks and Bagels. Ice Cream and Cake. Pizza Man. Drex Subs. And The Candy Man. Matt, one feature of the mall well, a lot of malls, was the food court. And in my experience, I didn't have an actual food court in either of my malls until I was a little bit older. So like maybe early 90s, we eventually got a food court. God, you you cavemen. Yeah, exactly. So I think the idea that you would walk through a mall and just randomly see places like Sabaros or Haagen-Dazs or whatnot. Roy Rogers. Don't forget Roy's. They would just be speckled throughout the mall. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my experience, it may not have been in the food court. It may just be like randomly out there. The idea of the food court is that you're in a whole section of the mall that has just like food stores and restaurants and stuff like that. A city of eateries. Yeah. So I didn't have a date to my senior prom, right? Yeah. And it was like way down to the wire because I didn't even want to go. Like I, I actually wasn't going at all. Which surprises me. Yeah, like I had no interest in going at all. <laughs> and and several ample opportunities to be a ham and you didn't take it. Yeah, it was. It <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the limo ride, the dance floor, dinner, the club afterwards. Like, it's like your, your dream night. Me, on the other hand, I mean, you would have had to fucking shoot my feet and wrap me in chains. <laughs> so. So I was with one of my friends, didn't have a date. We're like, it may have been less than a week to the prom, right? Right. So I'm passing by 31 Flavors, the ice cream place. So this girl worked there. She's behind the counter. And I just, it just dawned on me. I'm like, I'm friends with this girl. Why don't I just ask her? There was no romantic kind of feeling. We were just your, friends. Your relationship was strictly business. All ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was plutonic ice cream. Yeah. 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 So I kind of marched over and I'm like, want to go to the prom? And then like, she's like, yeah. And then we just went. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So it had a happy ending. You know, that's awesome because you just saw that freaking viral video with the kid who proposed in the food court and got rejected. That, that's your story has a happy ending. Yeah. yeah but the, the ironic part is that's my mall. That, that <laughs> that's he was true. There. That's yeah. true. And it made me think of ice cream, which led me to something I would probably take over ice cream, and that was Orange Julius. Oh, boy. So you are going to have for yourself tonight a good old Orange Julius, Jay. Oh, my God. So, yeah, and you know, I, I love Orange Julius. And I was always the weird kid because I remember being at the mall with my friends and them not understanding my obsession with Orange Julius. You are fixated. Most of them never even had one, and I think their unfamiliarity with it. The only people in the world who have had Orange Julius are you and background players from season three Stranger Things. That's it. <laughs> Everyone else just looked at them. <laughs> so, like, if someone has never had one, I'm sure they can figure it out, but it's like a creamy, frothy, frozen, orange, vanilla-type drink. 
creamy, frothy, frozen, orange, orange vanilla, vanilla yeah. type o- drink. Almost like a melted creamsicle, sort of. Oh, so that explains why you still have this like unnatural attraction to anything creamsicle flavored. It's all because of the orange juice. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. These things were like the ultimate treat. And I was down at Monster Mania with you one time and on the way back or something on the way there, I don't know, we stopped in this mall. It wasn't even like the big main mall there. It was just another mall. No. And they had this Orange Julius right when we walked in. I'm like, I was dancing. And you did it. You got one and you drank it. And I love it because in the years I've known you, like you are extremely food conscious. Yeah. We can make plans to go to a steakhouse and you'll say you're all in and then you'll order broccoli. <laughs> Ice. Yeah, give me some ice water and broccoli. (laughs) But I've never seen you walk by an Orange Julius place without grabbing one. Oh, yeah. You got to have one. It's like life's little goodness. You've never had one, right, Matt? Well, not that I can remember. I mean, I feel like I would like them, but I don't think it's happened. Can you describe it? Is it sort of like having vanilla ice cream and an orange juice? If you take, you know, those cans of frozen orange juice, like concentrate? Love them. When you open one of those, pop it in a blender, and then you pour in a couple other ingredients, sort of like um, condensed milk or powdered condensed milk. I don't know. There's an ingredient that you put in there. It, it just basically makes it like an orange cream flavor. Gives it that, that frothiness that Frothy. you're looking for, that, yeah. that milk probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I'll have to try it once I get over my lifelong fear of milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where do you want to go in the food court? All right, well, you got yourself the Orange Julius there. You're sipping away. Uh, Big surprise, I'm a little hungrier than you. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to take you over here to Master Wok. Oh, Master Wok. Master Wok. Yeah, this is your standard Chinese fare from any mall food court. Um, Master Wok, of course, is still going strong. Always been a sucker for food court Chinese food, even if it's objectively not the best that you can get. (laughs) So I want you to just stand there next to me, and I'm going to show you how this place works, Jay. Okay. So you see they got it set up kind of buffet style, right? Right. And instead of me putting the stuff in, I just tell the employee what I want, and they'll stuff that styrofoam box for me. So I'm going to start with that sweet and sour chicken over there, right? You see it. So the, the sweet and sour chicken is the ones that are always handing out with the toothpicks. Like, hey, you want to sample this? Yes, yes. But uh, I mean, they wouldn't do it with these because I want you to look closely at that sweet and sour chicken. It's from six days ago. (laughs) But it's still fucking good. (laughs) That's because it locks in the flavor. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong. Just keep frying it. And speaking (laughs) of keeping frying, that fried rice over there, I'm going to get some of that too, lady. (laughs) That is like quadruple fried rice. Do you know how much frying it takes to make rice that color, Jay? Jesus. You just got to keep frying it. For like 12 uh, hours. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, a week. And, uh, you know, they'll weigh this and uh, I'll pay $20 somehow and it looks really bad. But I swear to Christ, I don't know how often you get mall food court Chinese food, but it is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> we didn't have a specific master walk, but we had a restaurant like this. And when I worked at the movie theater at the mall... I would always go to the place. I mean, it is good. It ain't MSG. There's something else that goes into mall food court Chinese food. And it is like, oh, the best. It's TLC. <laughs> that it's is t- what it is. Tender love and care. That's what they put into <laughs> yeah, it. Definitely. <laughs> As I use the same spoons throughout the 45 <laughs> different trays. So your uh, Orange Julius, that's going to run through you in about 20 minutes. But this box of grease here, I'm covered. <laughs> 
now that we're full and we're fed, let's oh, go to God. the next store. I can't. Why didn't we eat at the end? <laughs> well, it's good. Now we can work it all off. Yeah. All right. Let's take a brisk five second walk to my next store. Okay. I don't know if they're going to let you bring in that orange Julia, so uh, wrap it up and follow me. Okay. You hear that new age music? You hear those rainforest sounds? <laughs> we are going to the Nature Company! Oh, God. Woo! <laughs> Nature Company. Don't you just stand there at the entrance waiting for me to finish? Get your fucking ass in this store! <laughs> oh, I'd rather not. Let me shed a little light on this beautiful place that you're uh, browsing right now. Okay. Nature Company. That was a chain of stores that were around in the early to mid-90s, and the best way I can describe them is like this. If you were like me, the best part of any class trip to a museum was stopping at the gift shop on the way out. Oh, that was always fun, yeah. The Nature Company was like getting to visit the gift shop without having to deal with the whole museum. I guess, yeah, if you put it that way, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> look, you had it. See, you were just staring at those weird raccoon tapestries in the windows. You got to go in to see what they got to offer because I would go there with like whatever change I could find from under the couch cushions and I would get a pile of polished rocks and quartz crystals and like little framed pictures of celestial things smiling <laughs> at me. I used to avoid this place like the plague, but one of my friends loved it and he used to drag me in there too. Uh, they did have a lot of weird stuff, but I always felt like I am a person who is never bored. Like, I can get wrapped up in literally anything, and yet I'd go into the store and begin to act like I was uh, like one of those five-year-olds who wants to get the hell out of the store, <laughs> dragging yeah, yeah. my mom's legs. <laughs> oh, where's your spiritual side, Jay? <laughs> this was like the layman mall shopper's version of natural witchcraft. It, it was, but it, it didn't connect with me at all. Oh, man. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. Like, when I say rock pencil, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the, motif of, <laughs> the motif of the nature company. Picture, like, a rainforest cafe, but strip it of all the neon colors. It kind of looked like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the animatronic <laughs> swamp monsters and all that <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> well, I mean, I think for people who never actually went to a nature company... You know, like the giant stone fountains you would see near a koi pond? Yes. Well, if someone ever gave you like a 15-inch version for Christmas, it came it from came the nature for, it, That's so... And you, you nailed it. That's exactly it. They were yep. all over that store. <laughs> Cheers to the nature company. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all right. Well, uh, now that we're done with the nature company... <laughs> I know you don't want to leave. <laughs> let's go <laughs> If you want else. five more minutes, I mean... <laughs> Goody, 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 got it, goody, got it, Sam, goody, got it, Sam, goody, 
Sam Goody got it. We've got it. Summer savings at Sam Goody. Pick up Theater of Pain from Motley Crue. Invasion of Your Privacy, new from Rat. And Shaken and Stirred by Robert Plant. On sale now, only $6.99 each. Store-wide summer savings at Sam Goody. Goody, Goody, Sam Goody got it. Goody, Goody, Sam Goody got it. Sam Goody got it. Sam Goody got it. I need to buy some tunes, Matt, so let's go to Sam Goody. Sam Goody got it! Yep, Sam Goody got it. That was one of the prominent music stores of our youth, of course. Now, I had kind of a wide range of music stores that I would go to, and this wasn't my only one. Vintage Vinyl, Music Land, Record Town, all these places. Tape World. Tape World, yeah. This specific store I'm picking because I think everybody knows Sam Goody. It's obviously famous, had the pink neon lights at the top. It definitely felt like the most theatrical of the music store chains. <laughs> it was also very mainstream. And the proprietor of Sam Goody was Sam Goodowitz. No, it was yes. not. I, I, I knew you weren't going to believe me. It was really Sam Goodowitz, and his nickname was Goody. There's actually two Sam Goodies left, one in Oregon and one in Ohio. Why do they get all the good stuff? <laughs> yeah. Every time I went to the mall, I bought a different piece of music, whether it was a tape, a CD. Back when I was really young, it was records, obviously. But yep. the reason why I like Sam Goody was because it wasn't just music. They had all kinds of different things that would drive me into there. Sometimes, if I didn't have money for like a whole tape or CD or, or record or whatever, I would get a maxi single, which was like a cassette tape. That basically had one song on it and then like two remixes of the same song. Yes. So you'd get like three songs, which the two were bullshit. And then it was like a cardboard sleeve it was in. And you'd pay like $10 and you're like, what the hell is this crap? The thing was you you would pay $10, but then like in two weeks, it would be 39 cents. (laughs) Yeah. Because they just like, there's nothing they could do with them. Yeah. But then you look back and you're like, geez, you know, uh, like a month ago, I spent 10 bucks. Now I'm going to buy it for 20 to get the whole album maxi singles they really knew how to get you so i would buy that when i was there and then they would have posters and i was a huge poster guy still are tons of posters and they had the great poster rack that you would flip through whoever invented that that wall display for posters they should be a millionaire i hope they are and they should have home versions instead of me trying to like go to a store that's closing and spend three hundred dollars on i know i've (laughs) seen your craigslist ads has anybody got one of those freaking sam goody poster displays Top dollar. But I mean, admit it though, back in the day, you would come over and you would say, geez, you know what would be great? You would love to have one of these poster racks. Like, yeah, of course I would. Of course, you're the only person in the world who not only has 30 (laughs) posters, but refuses to put even one of them away. (laughs) You know what? This is rolled up and you can't see what it is, but it's staying out. (laughs) There was two posters I remember specifically buying from Sam Goody, and one of them I still have. Actually, both of them I still have. One of them was of C.J. Parker from Baywatch. Of course. It's Pam Anderson. And then the other one was a Madonna poster from the Blonde Ambition Tour, which was just basically a still from the Express Yourself video. There was so much stuff that you would see in that poster rack that a kid who was 10 now is probably going to be shielded from, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I don't know. We live in the internet age, but I mean, I take your meaning for sure because, yeah, yeah, it was like really racy stuff sometimes. Yes, Sam Goody had all the goods, let me tell you. (laughs) Sam Goody's. Mm -hmm. Picturing you like uh, 
Clark's father-in-law watching the posters as you're going to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. First CD I ever bought from a Sam Goody, Jay. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a score to Star Wars, of course. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I had to throw that one in there. That's awesome. That's such a cool one. Yeah, I mean, I remember the, the CD prices there were uh, nothing to joke about. They were like 20 bucks each. I believe I actually did pay $20, yeah, and I yeah. couldn't believe it. I, I remember my, my brother-in-law at that point was like, this is my first city. He's like, okay, you can do whatever you want to the top. So we, to illustrate that, he's like rubbing it. I'm like, no, don't, don't rub my brand new mint CD. <laughs> or you can be like my parents and put it in upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Welcome to Spencer's, the ultimate shop for edgy, humorous, and collectible gifts. Our store carries the latest trendy posters and clothing. Why embarrass yourself saying something risky when you could just wear it on a shirt or a hat? I think you're going to like my last stop for the night, Jay. We're going to Spencer Gifts. Oh, yeah. I love Spencer's. Uh, well, you know, I'm not really talking about Spencer's. I'm talking about Spencer Gifts. Spencer Gifts. The old school. The old school Not Spencer. the today's Spencer's. Not the ones that are just like hot topics without the hair dye. <laughs> we are going way back, Jay. Way back, yes. Way back. So you remember how in later seasons of The Facts of Life, they all started working at that over our heads place, right? Right. Goofy novelties, pop references, neon lights. That store was based on Spencer's. So if you could imagine over our heads and make it look like a goth nightclub, Spencer Gifts. Yes. And you were obsessed with that show. So I could see why it had such an impact. Oh, God. I fucking love TV. <laughs> so when we were in grade school, the kids around here and I, let's call this like late 80s, maybe through the early 90s, that store was the shit. Yeah. Whenever we went to the mall, it was a guaranteed stop and it was like a guaranteed long stop because when you were in there, when you were young, back me up, like you felt so cool and edgy. And you felt older. My sister and all her friends, they would always, like if there was a birthday coming up for one of their friends, Spencer's was like, that's the place where you would go to buy like a funny gift or something. Right, totally. Yeah. But even, even if you were still into like the geeky kid things, there they would be somehow aged up. Like, you could find Ninja Turtles, Batman, whatever you wanted there, but instead of action figures, it would be, like, these swank posters or the giant buttons or all that kind of shit. Oh, yeah, and they had, like, trick gum and stuff like that. Oh, God. <laughs> all, have... all the old Adams pranks and gas. Yes. I love that shit. Then they had, like, black light posters. I always I bought a black light poster from Spencer's. Black light, plasma ball, lava lamps. The place yes. was just a, an assault on the senses in the best way. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> then you would make like the i mean i know like nowadays i think they sell pretty like essentially sex toys or something approximating that or adult novelties as it were right but back then it was a little more like a atlantic city souvenir shop on the boardwalk <laughs> like their version of racy stuff in the 80s would be like the nipple themed coffee cup yes but when you're in the fourth grade and it's like 1988 or wherever the fuck it's the best thing you've ever seen. You're just dying with laughter over it. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, okay, the spirit of the store has remained pretty much the same, but it's exactly like you said. It's it's kind of like more like a like a hot topic, but more for like 
party favors. <laughs> exactly. I mean, back then it was almost like they were trying to teach the public how to like get into this sort of kitsch. So it almost had like a sharper image mentality it was like, come on in, the Spencer Gifts. You didn't know what you wanted until you seen it here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should be their spokesperson. They probably their sales would skyrocket. I've sent them my resume. They weren't interested. <laughs> it was a, a VHS resume. <laughs> my name is Matt, and I love what you do. <laughs> Spaceport takes great pride in the special people we choose to run our stores all across America. And you can be very proud to have been chosen as part of the team responsible for running your spaceport. As an attendant, your most important responsibility is knowing our company rules and enforcing them at all times. So, in the next few minutes, we'll go over all of the steps you and your team should take every day to provide for uniform management of every store in the chain. The most important rule to remember is that our customers are number one. Without customers, there's no spaceport, no jobs, and no paychecks. Matt, what is a stop to the mall without going to the arcade? We're going to go to Spaceport, and Spaceport was not just an arcade. It was almost like an actual spaceport on Earth inside of a mall, and it crash-landed in there. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a mouthful, but yeah, that's what yeah. you're getting at. I mean, it's like when you went to the aquarium and they'd be the special room. Like we yes. were supposed to feel like undergroundish. It felt sort of like that. We had other arcades, but they were basically just one giant room with black lights in it. And you were, yeah. you know, that was the arcade. This felt very futuristic. And I don't think I could feel more futuristic unless I was trapped inside my clamshell VHS of Tron. <laughs> that is, it did feel like straight out of Tron. That's, you know, in fact, that's probably what they were going for, huh? I remember going to this place when I was like, when my dad would hold me on his shoulders and stuff and we would go in there. Oh, they yeah. Had, yeah, they had, uh, I remember the Star Wars game that they had. I, oh, I always God, talk I about it. That. I fucking love that game. We loved going in there just for that. It was like an event. I don't know if you did this. You probably did because you and I uh, have a lot of those similarities. But when you go to, let's say, a theme park and you're walking up to a ride that you knew full well that you were going to go on and you know it's there, but you purposely momentarily forget it's there and like you're like, oh yes, this is it. Yeah. Like it took you by surprise, but you knew it was there. And I used to do that for this arcade. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's so true because I went to the same spaceport that you probably did in Jersey, and it was always like that. It's like, oh, we're going to the the mall in Jersey. What fun. I'll go to their KB and their Spencers, mm -hmm. completely forget it, and then walk past and be like, oh my God, they got an arcade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I've been here a billion times. Holy but this shit. Is a, I'm gonna, I can't believe it. This is all new today. Let's go inside. To be honest, like if I wasn't with somebody, if I was going in by myself, and I most often did, I found that place very intimidating because all the kids were like 10 years older than you. They actually instilled an age limit. You couldn't right, go right. in if you were under a certain age. Right. This was like made for the, this was not Chuck E. Cheese. Like this was made for the adult crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what made it cool in retrospect, because I think arcades didn't, like they kept aging down until they were gone. But this was like a real like classic retro 1980s, almost parody of an arcade arcade. So some guy on the internet did like a computerized recreation 
he to made the, a, a CG tour of a yes, skateboard. Yes. Did you see this? I'm going to send it to you right now. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's so um, cool. Copy link that. address. <laughs> Paste and go. Okay. Yeah. Now I'll give my computer about 17 minutes. A little <laughs> yeah, bit. Okay. All right. Here we go. Right. So he, he, now you have to skip a little bit forward. This is insane. Yeah. This is like, can the you escape hatch? The escape hatch and all those like air tubes at the top. And like, that's just, wild. Yeah. It's, it's a, almost exact. Oh boy. Good old spaceport. Yeah. That was a pretty cool tour. Attention shoppers! The mall will be closing in just 15 minutes. Please make your final purchases and head on home. So Jay, did you have fun at the mall? Oh, I had a total blast. It was a great time. I'm going to let you run back to all six stores. Okay. And you're going to tell me on the fly what you're going to buy from each one, or in the case of Spaceport, what game you're going to play. Okay. And don't think about it too much. Just go with your fucking gut. Okay. (laughs) So I have to do this for each store? Yep, just okay. first thing that comes to mind. All right. Money's no object. Okay. So Heroes World, I'm going to buy a pack of uh, X-Men cards. Cool. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers Studio Store, probably a exclusive uh, action figure. Probably something from like Batman or Justice League. Let's say it's a Robin in his Nightwing outfit. There you go. There we go. Yeah, Sam Goody, probably... Um, hmm. Maybe like the newest Kiss CD. Gotcha. In the arcade, Crystal Castles. I'll play oh, that. Such a great game. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Because uh, I had that weird like spinny thing. Oh, that the you would spinny do. thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the KB Toy Store. That's a tough one because they had a lot of cool stuff. Maybe I would just go for like one of the candy heads at the, oh, at right. the cash register. Maybe, how about the Little Shop of Horrors candy head? Oh, That's probably the God, best one. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer's, maybe a pin, like a band pin or something like that. You could swing it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Walden books, probably pick up a magazine, maybe like you said, maybe uh, a wrestling magazine or, or wizard magazine. Okay. Nature company. Um, Come on. You can't, you have to buy something. <laughs> oh God. Son of a bee. Your okay. aunt sent you that gift certificate. She's going to be really offended I know what, if you don't use it. Oh God. What am I going to buy there? I'm going to buy, you know, those those Chinese balls, those stress balls. Oh, yeah. The clickety clangy balls. Yes. Right? I'll buy one. I'll buy those. You know, you, you should get yourself a pair of those after the show. <laughs> I feel like you could probably, you'd benefit. <laughs> I, I, I've, Where, what happened to those things? I've they used played to be with everywhere. them before. They, but they used to be so ubiquitous. <laughs> they used to, I mean, everyone used I to have like five pairs and now they're just gone. I don't understand them. That's what happened. I had them. They were in my hands. I just didn't get it. They're like to do phantasm prop work. <laughs> All right, how about you, Matt? All right, that was a, that was a good haul that you're leaving tonight with. All right, um, from Walden Books, I think I'm gonna go with the uh, Garfield Treasury. Mm. From KB Toys, I am gonna take the ten or twelve inch. I can't remember what it was, but the giant size saber tooth X Men figure. Oh. Real ugly. I think his face was, it had as much molding as you would expect <laughs> a potato to have. It was like slightly carved to look like him. You must have a real fondness for them. 
I don't actually. At the time, <laughs> I hate. I like them now because I appreciate what they were. But at the time, they were so all over KB that. It's like you're like be like oh I can't wait to see Ninja Turtles Dick Tracy what have you and it would be like fucking ninety eight percent X Men yes terrible yeah but I like them now so I'm taking Sabretooth okay Nature Company oh God what is the name of that shiny black rock uh, Obsidian that's what it yeah? is oh I want a piece of that shit yeah they <laughs> or have Onyx that there. maybe Onyx whatever as long as it's shiny and black I, I don't discriminate just I'll take one of those okay. <laughs> Um, Spencer Gifts, I will go home with the Simpsons Great Big Button. Okay, cool. At Heroes World, boy, that one's a toughie, but I think I am going to take the Marvel Universe Handbook, uh, the one about the, the Book of the Dead, yes. Oh. Marvel Universe Handbook, Book of the Dead. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's like a fourteen ninety nine book, too, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm eight, so that's a lot of money to me. Sam Goody, I'm going to take the Unplugged Nirvana album. Never pictured you as a Nirvana guy. I was a giant. I was a juggernaut of Nirvana (laughs) fandom. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? That's what kicked off my whole thing with hair dye. Okay. Yeah. I wore the fucking cardigans, everything. I I bought his stupid sunglasses, all that shit. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Big time. So uh, at Spaceport, you called, what was it, Crystal Caverns? Oh, Caves? Crystal Castles, yeah. Crystal Castles, right. I also am a fan of those trackball things, so I'm going to go with Capcom Bowling. Nice. Yeah. That's a great pick right there. Oh, wait, the, the Warner Brothers store. Oh, Warner, about oh Warner Brothers store, yeah. Oh, God, this fucking never... We went to a lot of stores uh, we tonight. Did. We really Jesus. did. Um, I am going to take from the Warner Brothers store the... Oh, God. Uh, just give me something with Daffy on it. I'll be uh, Daffy PVC figure, okay? Okay, there Daffy you go. PVC. Nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah, good haul. Good haul. Really good. Excellent. So this has been our trip to the mall, Matt. Yeah, I am, uh, just like I used to be in the old days, exhausted. I'm spent. Yeah, can't wait to get home, <laughs> lay in my new stuff. Yeah. Sleep I- off the Chinese food. Lots of stuff happened. We saw people. We we shopped. We bought things. We ate food. But then when you get home, you have that extension of excitement because you're like, oh, let me open the bag that's got all the shit that I just bought. That first turn of the page of whatever book you bought or that gentle pulling of the action figure blister. It was just so exciting. It just kept that excitement happening. Fortunately, we didn't run into any zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) we got out of there yep as a reminder guys we are also on patreon where you could get a extra bonus show from us every single month yeah that's patreon.com slash purple stuff and you get all of the bonus shows that we've ever done on there as well can you believe it you spend six bucks and you get like 30 bonus shows it's unheard of and we've done a lot of cool ones so thank you everybody For listening to the Purple Stuff podcast. We had a great time. Yes, we sure did here at the mall. (laughs) So I am Jay from Sludge Central. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. (laughs) We'll see you next time.
listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast.